0: Is the EWN Podcast Network. I'm a boss,
1: a beauty, boss. beauty Boss Network. Hey, Beauty Boss, and welcome to our first ever podcast show. I'm your host Brianna Day and the founder of Beauty Boss Network your go-to resource to find everything you need to break out, fall out, and blossom into the Beauty Boss of your dreams. Within Beauty Boss Network, we provide you with access to insider tips from the best and the brightest in the beauty industry, give you breakthrough ideas and insights for your business, create life-changing and career-elevating events, and facilitate your ability to network with other beauty industry professionals in an environment designed to boost your career. Here on our podcast, we interview some of the biggest names in the beauty business and peel back the curtain on their success so that we can extract solid advice that will help you, inspire you, make you laugh, maybe make you cry. Who knows? The opportunities are endless here, and I am so excited to kick it all off right now. Beauty Boss Network. In honor of our official launch, I guess it's only appropriate to go ahead and announce that on August 6th in Dallas, Texas, we are throwing our official launch Party, And you're invited. So go ahead and mark your calendar to join us for a Beauty Boss brunch party featuring an inspiring Beauty Boss panel with some swag, brothel prizes, bottomless pink mimosas, some brunch bites, and a bomb group of Beauty Bosses to network with. Details about the launch party are available on our website, www.beautybossnetwork.com, or you can email your questions to buzz at beautybossnetwork.com. It's going to be lit. OMG, use a bomb. Beauty Boss Network. Come on, slay, boss. Ready to introduce to you our very first guest. Award winning arch and celebrity makeup artist, entrepreneur, and social media beauty maven Kelly Baker knew her calling early on after witnessing the confidence boost each of her clients left with after she had transformed their eyebrows. 13 years later, she is now known as one of the world's most coveted celeb arch artists with a reputation for shaping brows in a manner that can only be described as per. Affection. Kelly has a knack for social media and utilized the Instagram platform, sharing her world as a brow artist by posting real time images and videos of her clients in her chair from her chic salon in Venice, California, on the iconic Abbott Kinney. Kelly's charisma and amazing brow transformations quickly turned to a social media sensation and developed a cult following of over 621,000 fans, setting the internet on fire with perfectly shaped, sleek brows desired by women around. The world. Kelly is the go-to for celebrities who take great pride in their arches. Some of her clientele includes Khloe Kardashian, Kourtney Kardashian, Zendaya Coleman, Shay Mitchell, Fifth Harmony, Naya Rivera, Lucy Hale, Lily Galici, Pedro Pascal, Mandy Moore, Kelly Rowland, Michael Douglas, Solange Knowles, Lisa Vanderpump, Lala Anthony, and Cassie, just to name a few of them. Kelly's proprietary waxing, tweezing, trimming, and filling technique is highly sought after by industry professionals worldwide. Kelly believes in empowering women and for years has been teaching live masterclasses in the beauty industry trade show circuit. Rooms are packed to the fullest to see her in action. By popular demand, Kelly travels the country teaching brow shaping masterclasses, empowering women in the brow business to build their own success. Another one of Kelly's many talents is product development. When it comes to product performance, just like her brow shaping, Kelly is set on perfection. Kelly puts her name on products she has personally developed and uses herself at her salon. Each and every product Kelly brings to the market has been truly tried and tested at her salon to ensure they deliver exceptionally. Her success story is undeniable. And what I love even more is how incredibly real and down to earth Kelly is. I got the opportunity to drop into Kelly's salon and chat with her for a little bit about her story and her climb to the top. And I thought fell out of my chair when she told me her first job. You will never guess where this woman started her career. Here she is.
2: My very first job was at McDonald's. I was always a total go-getter. Anywhere from even before that, before I could even work, because here you have to be 16 to get a a job. Um, But I worked at camps. I made peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. I always just wanted to make money. I wanted to make money because my parents would give me lunch money and I'd save that and my money from getting jobs to go shopping. So I was like the outfit, every outfit at school was always perfect. So I just wanted to be dressed cute. So that was my motivation. So
1: there you have it from flipping burgers to becoming the brow queen. And that's what it's all about. You never know where life is gonna take you, what your path is going to ultimately be. And in her case, listen to how she started.
2: I started in Beverly Hills with the best of the best. And um, there was no social media then and um, my boss would give me his celebrity clients and then they'd call and book with me, right? And I always felt a little awkward when that would happen, but it was always through the salon. It was always through professional, and it was his client, and I worked for him. Um, so when I left, I have a son, he's 11, and when I left on maternity leave, I don't have anyone's contact info, so I never saw any of those celebs, but it, this was like, I mean, I used to do Mandy Moore back in the day, so it was it was fun. I, got, I started right at the top.
1: You know, I think that's something that's so cool about Kelly's story. She didn't have to bite the hand that fed her. She knew this industry is small, and so when it was time for her to leave, she did it respectfully. She could have taken all those clients' contact information, but she didn't, and clearly it didn't stop her from building a global brand. Let's take a look at how she did that.
2: Recently, because of Instagram, I would post before and after pictures, and I, I've always taken before and after pictures of my work. So I started posting pictures and I started like figuring it out. This is before, like now we all kind of know how it works, right? But I caught on to it before it like totally boomed. So I would reach out to different makeup artists and people who I liked to watch and follow and I would um, introduce myself ask them to come see me they'd see pictures of my work so they trusted it because you can you know see it in the photo what's real and then I also have my product line so it was a tag team of well here's my products as well so it was a tag team of all of that and back in the day there were no brow pictures Like, I mean, people looked at me like I was strange when I said I do brows. They still do. Some people are like, what? You do what? You know, but back then it was like, you do what for a living? Like, that's weird. Like, say that again? Eyebrows? You know, and now it's brows all over the world. You know, like I said, she's here from Australia, and she does brows in Australia, and we're training. So it's just just boomed. Social media, Instagram 100% has just taken it to the next level for sure.
1: Social media game strong. So all my beauty bosses whose social media could use a little improvement, then you need to download our social media maven pack. This social media bundle gives give you the insight you need to grow your following and gets you everything you need to grow your social media. So head on over to beautybossnetwork.com so that you can get your social media game strong. Be a boss. And I think that's what's so beautiful about Kelly is that even though she's a social media star, that doesn't mean that she's immune from the comparison game that we all play on social media. It's so easy to compare ourselves to other people, which is actually something we just wrote a blog post about, three tips on how to quit playing the comparison game. and. Social media fame doesn't just take that away. Kelly talks about that.
2: Instagram is really hard because it actually makes people self-conscious because you're always looking at someone else and what they're doing. To be quite honest, I like there's people who I think are cool and I like to follow, but sometimes I'm like, I don't want to see what they're doing because it makes me feel like I'm less and what I'm doing is not enough. When I'm busting my butt in here, you know, and, and working as hard as possible.
1: So Kelly really just dove into one of the three tips that we talk about in our blog post on- on kicking comparisons to the curb, and that is to make sure that you're following people for the right reasons. The minute you 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 know you think you're following somebody because they seem cool, but the minute you catch yourself envying somebody, you need to cut that crap out and switch it to the positive and recognize your own strengths that you have, which is exactly what Kelly does.
2: I know I'm good at what I do, and I say that with confidence because I'm a Virgo perfectionist and I'm all about straight lines. Like This was weirdly the job that I was supposed to do in life who would have thought you know but I just I know that someone's going to come in and they're going to love it I'm never I, I just it's for them like I'm never going to give someone a half-assed eyebrow job excuse my French but it's the truth like no, I can't ever say like oh today's kind of shitty I want to go to work and not have a great day I have to give everyone 100% always you know it's just part of perfect eyebrows
1: Gotta keep it 100. I love that that's such a nugget to take away and and really just going for what you want. I mean, one of my favorite quotes that my mom actually told me as I was growing up was sometimes you just have to jump and build your wings on the way down. Like, if you really know what your life's purpose is, then just go for it. Stop worrying about the how and just take positive, active steps towards what is supposed to be yours. The
2: what if is only holding you back like everything that i've done is just me doing the next like i just i i like to be the best at what i do i'm not trying to be better than anyone else i just want to be the best at myself so i mean i think anyone should try and that's why i teach classes and people always say why do you teach classes well everyone in the world has eyebrows and i can tell you i don't have time for them all nor do I want to do them all so you know I have no problem teaching people I mean I learned from Damone Roberts who's one of the first brow who they call him the brow king and I was his first girl that he trained and I sat just like she's sitting with me today right next to me all day every day for months and I watched everything I'm a visual learner I have to see it Um, and that's we do that here now too we have um, what she's doing is called shadowing and we have private hands on training and I have big classes which people have no idea but it completely freaks me out and I hate doing them but I do them anyways but you know they love it and it's crazy it's the craziest thing to think these people are coming and that's the coolest part I'm a single mom I work you know nine to three. And this is something I also say in my classes. It's not because I'm a diva and uh, you know, I have busier and more important things to do. I have a son. I have to pick him up from school. And it's something that I've been able to teach women. Make your schedule. If the doctor says you have to be here at four on Thursday, then that's when you're going to go. So if you train your clients the same way, they're going to come. If they love you, they're going to come.
1: All right, beauty bosses. Kelly could not have said it any better. We have to set boundaries for ourselves. You know, I was in my first business a year ago. I was a victim of my business. I was a slave to it. I mean, I was just grinding constantly. And, you know, my health went downhill. I gained all this weight. My skin looked a mess. I was so stressed out. And it's because I didn't have any boundaries for myself. So it doesn't just apply to, like, your son, your family. It applies to you as well. Like, if you have to be at a doctor's appointment, like Kelly was saying, or if if you need something for you, you, you set times. You set hours for yourself and create blocks of time for you to fuel yourself, feed into yourself, because you can't be your best beauty boss to your clients if you're not serving yourself too. We have to give ourselves some time to really refuel and refresh, and that way we can show up and be our absolute best. So I was really curious just because, you know, it's one thing to be a globally recognized brow artist, it's another to to take that skill and then run a store so i was really curious to ask kelly how what what's the best advice she could give somebody that wanted to open their own shop this is what she said
2: just do it just you know um i think if if you want to open a shop you have to the one thing you do need to make sure you have is a clientele before you do it. you can't just pick a space actually here's my good advice tip want to a guy that I used to work for his name's Kyle Mathis and he opens has opened a handful of salons and I asked him when I was going to open my first salon I like I really wanted a storefront and we're on the second floor here and he goes smaller is better go small do not go big if it's too big and you can't afford it then you're screwed and you have to close down and you have to do all these things grow out of your space and this this salon was half of this size and it's double the size, but it's still small. I would die for storefront, and I would die for more space, but I also have to be smart about it and and think about, like, what I can afford, you know what I mean, and what is livable and what is the, not. Like, of course we want the coolest and the best. It's beautiful in here, but the, go small, start small. Don't start big. Be smart about it, yeah.
1: So beauty bosses, Kelly's not saying to dream small. She's saying to start small, but keep your dreams big. Go big, but be smart and strategic with your steps. Allow yourself to grow so that you don't overextend yourself and put yourself in a bind that's really hard to climb out of. Oh my god. Look at that. No, what's that? There's a problem on my head. <laughs> That time for a beauty blooper, brought to you by CelebrityScience.com, making you the leading brand in your category. Every single podcast, we do this thing called beauty bloopers. This is your maybe little beauty fails, things that you try to do that maybe didn't go according to plan, and it doesn't matter if you are just a beauty enthusiast or a beauty pro, we all got our stories. So I'm going to kick it off for you real quick with one of my favorite beauty bloopers, of all time and that is the one time that I was getting ready to speak for a really big audience at a really big event I'm curling my hair trying to look real cute I'm almost done I'm on the last section right in front of my face doing my bangs I've got this curling iron up close to my head with my arms above my head holding it and my dear sweet husband thought he'd be cute and flirtatious and decided that that was the opportune time to tickle my armpits and so what happened I dropped the curling iron flat on my face burned my forehead swollen bump and I have to go speak in front of an audience the next freaking day like you can't make this stuff up you guys so probably one of the most epic beauty bloopers of all time I had to part my hair to the opposite side for a good two weeks to allow that sucker to heal needless to say we do not have tickle battles anymore (laughs) send us your beauty bloopers I want to hear what's happened to you So for those of you beauty bosses who maybe don't dream about opening your own store, but you dream about your own product line, I asked Kelly what her number one aha moment was in developing her own line, and this is what she had to say.
2: You just have to really do your homework. It depends on the person and what they're into, but for me, like I said earlier, I'm a Virgo perfectionist, and for for myself, my products matter. I don't have stuff just to have stuff. I have stuff because I want people to be able to use it. I want you to do it yourself. I want her to do it herself. I'm not going to sell anything that someone can't take home and do themselves. So just really do your homework, play with it, you know, make sure you like it and and it works well, if that's what you're looking for, you know?
1: All right, beauty bosses. So as we wrap up this interview, I asked her a few questions that I ask every single beauty boss expert that we feature on the show. And that question is, I want to know, (laughs) what's Kelly's biggest pet peeve?
2: My biggest pet peeve are liars and flakes I hate flaky flaky makes me crazy Um, just say you're not available or whatever Um, and people who just are full of it you know it's just like it kind of goes hand in hand you know but I just like I'm always on time I'm always early I'm here early every single day I'm early for everything that I do Um, and like I why? Like, I mean, who likes that, right? that, that Those are my tea fat peeves,
1: so you know, beauty boss, the whole point of this podcast is not just to do cute little interviews and talk about beauty with cute, you know, game changers, although they are cute game changers. But, you know, the whole point is really to inspire you and to give you really solid advice and to extract valuable lessons from these incredible people's lives and their stories you know it's i always tell people that i'm educating that it's not about you know just figuring it out on your own you know nobody makes it alone and we'd be foolish to not take the advice that others are willing to freely give to us that have walked the path and and done it you know done it before when i was growing up my my dad uh gave me this metaphor and he said to me you know brianna if I were to um, tell you that as you're standing in front of this field that you are standing in a minefield and I gave you two options and I told you, you know, you could try to run through this minefield and hope that you don't step on a bomb, you could do that. That's option number one. Sounds really enticing, right? And then option number two is that, you know, I've been through this minefield before and I have this map here and I can give you this map and it'll show you exactly where every single bomb is so that you know exactly how to avoid it. Which option would you take? And it's kind of a no-brainer, right? So, you know, why are we so prideful that we're not willing to accept the advice and and take the map that others have drawn out and really paved for us? What's the point of just kind of frolicking freely through the forest. We have an end destination. Someone's already been there before. Let's follow the way. And so that's really the whole point of this is to really be able to bring you people that, you know, I have gotten access to people that I really look up to whose stories really inspire me that have gotten to the places that I dream of going and, and worked with the people that we all dream of being able to work with and figure out what it is about them that led them to their success and in, in their life. What is it that they did that we're not doing that we could adopt in order to to really grow and blossom into that beauty boss that we dream of being, you know? And so you don't have to reinvent the wheel. The wheel has already been invented for you. And so pay attention to what other people are doing and take the advice that people are giving you Regardless, And every single person that you meet in your life, there's something to take away from them. You know, people come into your life for reasons and seasons. You know, they might not stay in your life forever, but every single person that comes and goes in your life was placed there for a reason. And it's your job. It's your duty to recognize what that purpose was and and to take note of it. You know, click save. I always click my temple. I touch my temple as I say, click save, because for me, that is my way of recognizing, okay, this was the lesson I was meant to learn from this situation. This is what I was supposed to take away from today. You know, every time something doesn't go according to plan A, there's a reason why that happened. And it is your duty to figure out what that reason is so that you can continue to grow and to be better. So long story short, too late. I asked Kelly what the best piece of advice she ever received was. Best
2: piece of advice. Well, my father used always to tell me to keep get my ducks in a row which basically means make sure you have everything lined up and ready. I would say that to a T. Sometimes you're, you can't always, and my mom's side of it would be like, you can't always have it perfect all the time. you got to just do it. So it's a combination of both. So reacting is a huge thing. Reacting out of just your instant emotion can, can mess things up sometimes, you know. So just keep it in. It's hard. Yeah, you just want to, but that that, you know, even if you're mad at someone, once you say it, it's said. You can't take that back. So you know, in in whatever case, boyfriend, friends, you know, especially at work, like you you have to be professional at all times. And-
1: I really love the. Dual advice she received from both her dad and her mom. You know, it's like you don't have to get it perfect. You just have to get it going. So do your best to get it as perfect as possible, but just strive for excellence and you'll do just fine. You know, you can't let your fear of messing up hold you back. All you can do is is take the most intentional um, preparation steps that you can in order to prevent as many hiccups as possible they're bound to happen but you can't let it hold you back either you just have to keep on going you know fall down seven times stand up eight speaking of falling down seven times and standing up eight you know my my dream wasn't always to be in the beauty industry I've been in it for 11 years now but for a chunk of that time I it was really my side hustle and my dream was to be an actress and so you know I went to film school I did all the things to be a super successful actress my I was pretty damn good at it. I got picked up by an agent, actually moved out to Los Angeles and and lived there to go through pilot season. And I was this Texas girl moving out to LA, like, oh my gosh, I can't believe this is happening to me. I'm, I was 20 years old at the time. So I was a baby and, you know, I'm thinking, wow, this is it. Like I'm here. I'm going to land at least one of these auditions. It's going to be the launching pad of my career and I'm going to become this huge star. And, you know, obviously it didn't quite, work out that way. I did not land a, a role on a, on a TV show. What I did land was a big fat reality check. And that reality check was that, you know, I am definitely a stereotypical artist because I am super sensitive and I just do not have thick enough skin to be that person in front of the camera. And it really tore me down. I mean, I was physically shaken, I was mentally shaken, I was broke, and I was broken. And I realized at the end of that four-month period of going through auditions that, you know, what I thought my purpose and life was really wasn't what I wanted at all anymore. And, you know, I, I, it was a really dark time for me to really figure it out. And in going through that and dealing with that, I realized that what I was constantly relying on was the one thing that had been consistent for me, and that was my love of makeup. It was something I had always done. And so in recognizing that, I redirected my focus and decided to put all of my attention and my energy towards that. And in doing that, what I found out was that it wasn't necessarily being an actress that I loved so much. It was being in that environment, being on set. And so in in that pain and in that failure, what I thought was failure at the time when I fell flat on my ass in L.A. and ended up having to move back home to Dallas. You know, I I really actually found what I truly was meant to do, what my actual calling was, and that was to be a beauty boss. And so, you know... I stood back up, got it back together, wiped it off, and got to work and worked really hard and was able to then really build a very successful career within the beauty industry as both a makeup artist and then eventually also a hairstylist and getting to work with clients like Leanne Rimes and Mariah Carey and the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders and productions all over the world and, you know, and it, and and I wouldn't have found that if I just allowed myself to just feel defeated and just be done. I had to take away what was I meant to take away from this lesson? What was I meant to learn from all of this time I spent in this set environment? And I didn't give it up. I just redirected my energy and my focus. And that's really what it's all about. So in anything that you're dealing with, and any just what feels like a failure, what feels like a fall, you got to recognize what was I supposed to take away from this? How am I going to redirect that energy? What am I going to use from this experience to apply to the next steps that I'm going to take? And don't strive for perfection, just strive for excellence. You do not have to get it perfect. You just have to get it going. I didn't know what my ultimate ending point was going to be. And when I started that, I didn't know that I was going to start this podcast and I didn't know I was going to start Beauty Boss Network, but I knew that I loved what I did. And I just followed that. If you feel that ping in your heart, that thing that says that really just makes you tick with excitement, then it's your job. It's your duty to just follow that and just trust that, you know, you're being placed in this place at this time with this feeling for a reason. And you just got to go with the flow and figure out what it means. And I promise you that if it's truly your life's purpose, it's all going to fall into place. And it's not your job to understand how, it's just your job to listen. So thank you for listening and we'll see you next time. I love Boss network this episode is brought to you by must have more than makeup my must have must have of the week is my mood therapy mask boost your mood with a must have face mask check it out on their instagram account at must underscore usa that's at m-u-s-t-a-e-v underscore usa oh. boss network
0: Hi, I'm Sandra Yancey, founder and CEO of eWomen Network. Are you ready to rise up and share all your greatness to the world? Stop playing small and settling for mediocrity? If so, then you need to join us at our eWomen Network Entrepreneur Conference and Business Expo in Dallas this year, August 3rd through the 5th. There will be hundreds of women entrepreneurs from all over the world waiting to meet you to share knowledge, wisdom, and even partnerships. Get ready to be coached by me and learn from other multi-million dollar speakers who will teach, inspire, motivate, and guide you to transform your thinking from small to big. And you can't beat the food and fun at our Saturday night dance party either. Look, no one makes it alone, so it's time to stop trying to be the COE, Chief of Everything and step into your role as CEO. There is nothing like the eWomen Network Conference to bring out your genius and help you take action on living your dream. Register at eWomenNetwork.com. This is the EWN Podcast Network.